Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. This episode is brought to you by Podmetrics. Podmetrics is a podcast analytics platform that enables podcasters to see all the relevant data they need to know about their podcast's audience. Sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code RESTING2XPOD. Again, the code RESTING2XPOD. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me the hell, yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zane. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romaran, and Chino Liao coming together here on our first live stream of the month of June. So let's greet Ro once again a belated happy birthday because he turned 31 last Tuesday. Happy birthday! We're the same age, dude. Come on. Yeah, but. You don't really have to tell Happy people. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks, man. He likes to tell people how old oh, they right. are, who greeted them on his birthday. He believes Shoot and Kayfay were the same. So, uh, <laughs> happy, happy birthday, Stan. Uh, happy birthday, Ro. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> we are now boomers, as Waki said on the comments. Wow. Uh, na rin subtitles on our stream. So uh, we've been hearing about people uh, taking pictures of our subtitles a few months back. So Wait, for real, my subtitles? Yeah, yeah, my subtitles yeah, on Facebook. My closed oh, wow. caption okay. subtitling camera Luna si Facebook. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that. All right, let's get to our first round of business because we've got so much to talk about. We've got a special guest who's already backstage. But first, business. We got to give a shout out to uh, Christian Escalante and the good people over at New Era Cap for hooking us up with these prizes, including this Macho Man Randy Savage cap that I am wearing. And we are giving away one of these and a Hulk Hogan cap. So babyface producer Sola, uh, Sola, let's show our viewers prize natin for this week yon so you can rep the mega powers we asked you last week uh what name the mega powers reunited under in the year 1994 and the correct answer is the monster maniacs so kung masyadong mahirap yun para sa uh, you can blame chino no, and google uh, honestly, google for honestly uh, we you thought it was hard but people disagreed kasi matabi yeah, no. this week 
Chaka, what people so, do naman, what people do naman is someone posts the correct answer and then people and then jump on that. It. Yeah. So right. it's not really so, an issue of it being hard, especially with Chino said na ni Google naman. Uh, honestly, right, right. kung hindi nyo kaya sagutin yung question, hindi wala kayong effort na wala na lang sa <laughs> <laughs> So it's just that, man. It's not even a matter of difficulty. Yeah, that's a fair point from Chino. So, let's go to our magic roulette, babyface producer Sola, and let's see kung sinong mananalo. We're gonna pick two winners, and we're gonna talk to the winners, and we'll figure out among them kung, you know, who takes home which, okay? So, we're only going to pick winners. We're not going to tell you which cap you win unless we communicate with you na privately, alright? So, babyface producer Sola, spin that wheel! Iba pala yung ano natin ngayon. Yung, yeah. Yung roulette. Oh, iba. May, may mukha pa natin. Our first winner is Kenneth Chi. Congratulations. Hey, congrats, Kenneth. Congrats, congrats, Kenneth. All right, Chi. let's look for winner number two. So, yeah, may winner number one. We'll take his name out and then we will spin that wheel. Oh, this roulette has our faces on it. That's cool. Yeah, we just said that literally. No. <laughs> <laughs> Our second winner is Enrico Elijah Josh Lopez. All right, congratulations. Congrats, man. Congrats to Enrico and to Kenneth. We'll get in touch with you so we can let you know how you can claim your prizes and, of course, which one will end up being yours. Now, for next week, uh, last week na ng ating New Era cap giveaway, so yung prizes natin will be two Hulk Hogan caps. Sakto yung pag-flip ng screen, ah. So yeah, uh, we've got two Hulk Hogan, uh, Hulk Hogan caps from our friends from New Era Cap to give away for our final week of the promo. We'll have one more question, and that will come from Chino. We'll post that sometime over the weekend. For now, though, the important is that you follow the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast on Spotify, Facebook, and Instagram at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. On Twitter, it is at Wrestling2XPod, TikTok, same handle. And then for New Era, it is at New Era Cap PH on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While we're at it, we also got to let you know that there are so many benefits to being part of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron program, including a watch party for Double or Nothing, which nobody availed of nung weekend. Nagulat ako nun. Uh, well, it is what it is. And to be honest, I don't know if anyone would have really sat through the whole thing because for our pay-per-view time. But hey, if you want to watch events on uh, you know on Discord with us and you also want to support the podcast through your you know your your monetary contributions, you can sign up. For the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Patreon program at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. Other than the watch party, you get you know exclusive review content of Raw SmackDown AEW NXT. Um, you get free merch. You also get to be part of a Discord community who uh, talks about wrestling and gets uh, free links from me of uh fun little fun little programs that you may or may not enjoy. So yeah, um, basically, if you really want to support what we do here on the podcast, that's one way of doing that. So please, again, sign up for as low as 250 pesos a month, or if you want, 500 pesos a month at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. All right, now let's get to business and talk about Release Mania Night 2. Ah, okay. <laughs> Tom Phillips because he got released over the weekend. But now we have a whole list of names. The biggest one of them all, obviously, being Braun Strowman. Alistair Black was also part of this round of releases. Lana, Ruby Riot, Buddy Murphy, and Santana Garrett rounded out. 
So itong report na to was first broken by Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com. So big ups to him for all the work that he does in reporting this stuff. Yung mga uh, information that's come out since the releases, uh, for Braun Strowman, for example, reportedly he was released because of yung contract niya na worth $1 million a year and it reportedly runs until 2023. So it's like salary dump in the NBA if you're familiar with how teams try to let go of the players that are highly paid. For Alistair Black, it's kind of weird right? because he was just being built up as the Dark Father. He just came out on SmackDown and now we're never going to see him on WWE again for, you know, for, for a while. And then, of course, we, we'll probably go through them one by one. Uh, so, Pana, you want to start with Braun? Uh, okay, I guess we could talk about Braun. Um, it was weird because they had him win at WrestleMania against Shane, even though the contract was huge. And I'm not a big Braun Strowman fan. Feeling good, parang justified naman yung yung existence niya on, in the WWE roster. It just has to do with you know him being booked better, being written better. So that's kind of weird that they pulled the plug on that project, especially that big of a name. Uh, I guess that I'm the Manila that it wasn't paying dividends for them, uh, which is their own fault as well because they really did him dirty a lot dirty since winning the universal championship last year last year uh it's funny that he is now technically a possible independent wrestler after trashing independent wrestlers uh last year after the first release of mania excuse me so yeah it's possible that he goes to AEW. i don't know what you guys think i uh, will say that all the signs of this especially with Braun Strowman are pointing to the fact that Vince might be looking to sell the WWE as a whole. Because if you're going to sell a company, you want to get rid of as many people with large contracts as possible. I can't say the same for Alistair Black because I don't know what their contract statuses were. But with somebody like Braun Strowman, if you keep him on there and you sell that company, the buyer is essentially inheriting debt, right? So, parang siyempre, gusto mo ipamuka na you have the best product out there possible. And if it wasn't really the case, then at the very least, they want to shape up the company to be its most optimum earning self as possible. Going back to what Nick Khan said about trying to gain maximum revenue uh, for the company. Diba? And yes, iisipin natin in the larger scheme of things. One million isn't is change, is pocket change for whatever the WWE is making right now. Pero siyempre, business, business-wise, you gotta see it. It's it's hard to say that you have to see it from their point because people did lose their jobs. But at the end of the day, it's pointing towards the capitalist monster that is the WWE. Kailangan talaga nilang kumita as much as possible because it's a machine that is just constantly hungry wait before i know i, I want to say uh to china's point um yes they need to make money but they have a lot of money so it's kind of weird but in the optics of all of that uh i guess you know is right though um you do want to talk about keeping your house tidy and clean but i think they had money to keep around a lot of those guys especially when they're dealing with troubling lack of roster depth on the main roster shows right now it's not that these guys were dead weight they're far from it they let go of some very key players in this roster you know alistair black went from being the next wwe champion supposedly 
to now being unemployed, essentially. So it's just, it's not even a matter of ratings per se. It's not a matter of dwindling numbers. It's not even a matter of uh, of weak creative. If it really boils down to something, it's business. And it's just the bad side of business, if anything. You know what? I got so excited with talking about Release of Mania that I forgot to introduce our special guest. So we might as well bring him in here, maybe get his thoughts on everything that went down as we went to sleep last night. Let's bring in our special reviewer for Double or Nothing, Mark Thompson, everybody. No, I'm just playing. Hi, guys. Hey. <laughs> What's up, bud? So, Yo, okay. Happy birthday to Rome, by the way. Happy birthday. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. My bad. Uh, thank you again. Uh, thank you for the greeting, man. Thank you. No so, problem. Yeah. Uh, let's let's start with you first, Mark. Your initial reactions, more with release of Mania. You know, given all of the names that uh, got cut, itong sa, sa latest round nato. What do you think, man? Man, I think uh, Ro and Chino are right, but like as a fan, you were just building them up. Like, what's what's happening, guys? Alistair Black just. You know, he just kind of like started the vignettes and just debuted and I was excited for it and they pulled the plug on it. And then see Braun, <laughs> he's now an indie wrestler <laughs> and he was just talking trash like last year about indie wrestlers. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I can't I can't believe it. But at least it's not like last year um, where, you know, being jobless and having no promotions around. Like last year was more of a gut punching thing to let people go, but this year there's more doors that are open, so um, it's not as bad as last year, but it's still like shocking. Yeah, like, for crazy sure, shocking. I will say yeah. that out of the names that have been released, Braun Strowman might spend the least amount of time in the unemployment line. He might not even be uh, an indie wrestler in the typical sense, because. People are going to be clamoring to sign this dude as soon as possible because he's a draw. As whether you like it or not, he's a, he's a draw, and he might not even need to do. Uh, he might not even do wrestling anymore. He has yeah. uh, He has a wealth of options at a, his feet right now. Because yeah, he's hey, such Chino, a. Chino, I, I wouldn't guy. be surprised if if I know like uh, it's just a renegotiation. Like they let him go. And then they hire him back with a new contract, like in a few months. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Well, they did, yeah. actually. Well, they yeah. Did, yeah. Guys, Kanina, somebody uh, already mentioned this on the stream. Uh, there are possible sale rumors, and I've been seeing them ever since release of Mania happened. And honestly, you know, before this happened, I never even considered the idea that Vince McMahon would be selling WWE or that a non McMahon would be owning and operating WWE. So what do you think about these rumors? Like, my, my truth, Badito, uh, is, is there any weight to these rumors? How about you, Ro? Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics last night, uh, right after the news broke, sabi niya, he doesn't really see a potential sale. It's really more of you got a new WWE president in Nick Khan, who is not Tony Khan's relative or anything like that. I think he's really just um, reorganizing the company the way he sees fit. Tapos, it's really just him like demanding that they, you know, not be as garapal with their spending on guys who are just uh, in WWE just for the fact that they're not on other uh, wrestling companies. About yumaganon, parang he is just keeping the house in order. I don't think we're gonna see a sale anytime soon. Could be wrong because I'm not, you know, a business insider or anything like that. But 
uh, it's really to me more just you know them trying to make sure that they have they're not bleeding money you know Chino kind of alluded to this na kanina actually so we'll, we'll go to you Mark what do you think about the rumors na uh, WWE's possibly for sale I can see why there are rumors I don't think so just thinking about how it was his father's and then um, it became his so uh, after everything I mean buying WCW ECW after all that making it through a pandemic I don't think they're gonna sell it um, they could sell a bunch of stock but I don't think you know they could sell majority but I don't think it's gonna be fully somebody else's I I, I don't think so. Uh, I will say now, nah, we always talk about the McMahon's always running the business. That wasn't always the case. Right? Vince, when the WWE was starting out, even before Vince took it to where it was, he had to buy back the product. He was, uh, he was a broadcaster before he even became the, became oh, yeah, the booker. Right? Right. So, yeah, so it, yeah. it, it still it still took a while for him to get to where it was. So maybe there was a time where the WWE wasn't run by the McMahon's and we might be closing in on an, an era now where the WWE won't be run by the McMahons anymore. So it, eh, I'm not saying because yeah, tulad ng sinabi ni Rod, hindi naman business insiders dito, di ba? I'm <laughs> yeah. so WWE. So I, I can't really say kung bibenta nila talaga or hindi. But that's also what we said about the network and now look at where the network is, di ba? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's all fair. Let's talk about the other names na hindi pa natin masyado napag-usapan. Uh, Lana and Ruby Riot in particular strike me as, as very puzzling releases kasi in one fell swoop, you just took out two tag teams in your women's division where in the main roster, sobrang shallow na nga ng depth nila for women's tag teams. Plus, Lana was somebody who I saw as a possible mainstream crossover star. Like, she was a legit reality TV personality from her time on Total Diva. So I think that they really dropped the ball on, on her by letting her go after she'd improved from basically being a non-wrestler. And then see, Ruby Riot is a legit wrestler with legit cred Now they just let go ng ganun ganun la. Like, she was the leader of the Riot squad and they let her go. That that strikes me as really really puzzling. What do you guys yeah, think? A lot of the female roster and the roster in general have shown their support for Heidi Lovelace, uh, FKA Ruby Riot, Because they really believe that she was given the short straw in her WWE tenure. She wasn't really given the, the chance to shine and hold down the roster like she could have. Let the people believed that that she could have, and that may have been the case. Pero going on to the latter side of things. Feeling ko siya din yung isa sa mga hindi magtatagal sa unemployment line because her husband is actually yeah. employed by the competition. So it seems yeah. like a natural progression for her to just be paired with him again, especially since the duo of Rusev and Lana was just too good. Man, I mean, yeah. I don't see how TK can pass that up, especially because Lana is so good at the mic and Rusev is just so good in the ring. Yeah, I agree with all of these takes. Na, um... Yeah. It's one man's loss and another man's gain. So maybe they knew what they were doing with when they tried to cut their losses from the budget. But uh, it is what it is, and that's the way the business works. And they knew that once they had to let them go, uh, talagang pupuntayan sa kalaban. And I guess it they were losses that WWE was, or you know, the people in WWE were willing to take. So I guess we'll find out what's going to happen soon. Any other thoughts, Mark? Lana doesn't surprise me, actually, because, you know, uh, I noticed with, like, with Mox, Renee came next. So I'm just assuming it's kind of the same 
reason is too close to the competition and you know people talk as husbands and wives talk so i'm not surprised uh ruby riot did surprise me because i had so much potential although i feel like her run you know she kulang like i don't should have been better story writing even with like Shayna baszler but um that's moving far from the topic uh yeah uh ruby riot surprised me uh lana didn't Let's answer this question from Bruce uh, as a comment section. He asks, do wrestlers' contracts get eventually fully paid like that of the NBA when a contract buyout happens? Actually, magkaibasila because in the NBA, when a player gets bought out or released from their, their contracts, yeah, uh, their, their salaries get paid in full. But in WWE, at least based on the reports, they're only paid until the end of the 90-day no-compete clause. So kung ano man yung monthly sweldo nila, at the end of the 90 days, yun na, that's it. They're no longer being paid. So in the case of, let's say, Braun Strowman, kung totoo nga na his contract was worth $1 million a year, then for 2021, hindi yun na mabubuo yung $1 million na yun because he'll no longer be under WWE's uh, employ- employment by September. So yun, I, I hope that uh, answers that question. Okay, any other wor- uh, any other thoughts on release of Mania? Do you want to spend a few minutes on uh, Buddy Murphy and Santana Garrett, or do you want to move on to Double or Nothing? Feeling, uh, I will spend a few minutes on Tom Phillips because out of the the number of names on this list, Tom Phillips sticks out the most to me because I always saw him as the the pinch hitter for Michael Cole, if you will. Right? To use a baseball term. Right? Yeah, yeah. And his role and what he did for the company. And I could see a lot of wrestling companies out there benefiting from his skill set. Right? Especially since companies like AEW and Impact need a voice that is neutral but not so old, but young sounding as well. And I feel like Tom Phillips is able to fill in those gaps in the commentary side of things. So Santa, somebody picks him up and we get to hear him again. Uh, I want to wait. I want to jump on that, and I want to say that Tom Phillips would be a huge, huge get for either Impact or AEW or whoever needs an English wrestling commentator. Um, if you want to replace Jr., put Tom Phillips in. Sign him up. Yeah, he would be so great with Excalibur. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't uh, be surprised if he goes to uh, New Japan as well. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up there. Yeah. For the yeah. Okay, but um, parang gusto ko pa si Kevin Kelly. Eh. Kevin Kelly is good, but I feel like yeah. collectively, because it's AEW, you their combined age is like seventy-five, right? Parang ang tandaan ng commentary team nila. So somebody like Tom Phillips, who again is he's not a teenager, but he's also not a senior citizen, Dude, Tom Phillips is my age. So he's like in the middle ground of things. Hindi naman siya, he's, the, he's essentially that youth that they that tapped their step kumbaga, that they need in, in that lineup. Okay, one last question here from the comments from Jail who asks, do you guys uh, think that Alistair Black's release kills the return rumors for Zelina Vega? I think it does. Yeah. 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 I don't think it Done. does because Zelina Vega never worked with Alistair Black on screen. So if Zelina is uh, set to return to WWE, talaga, I don't think it's going to deter her from going back because uh, she's, she's just either going to find someone new to manage or she's just going to work in their women's, depart- uh, women's division. So it's all, but I guess it all depends on her if she wants to stay in a company after her husband is gone. Yeah. Okay, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking about Double or Nothing 2021. But before we do that, let's let you know one of the ways you can keep supporting the podcast, and that is through your online shopping over on Lazada. 
Alright guys, malapit na mag 6-6 sale on Lazada because everything you need, hashtag nasa Lazada yan. So if you're gonna take advantage of the fun fun sales, please use our affiliate link to support the podcast. It is podlink.co slash EUL podlink.co slash EUL All you gotta do is click that link or type it in your browser before you add the cart and check out and portions of your purchase will go a long long way in helping us do what we do over here on the podcast. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. What do you get when you combine ghosts, a haunted house, deadly nightmares, and a Pinoy psycho with true crime? You get another killer season of the last 24 hours. This June, listen to five new stories of true crime in 12 episodes that will shock and scare. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you get your podcast fix. Let's get to some shout-outs over on Kumu. All right. Uh, what's up? What's up to uh, our good, loyal listener, Emil, who uh, who's chimed in on the Tom Phillips bit. He said that he might be a good fit for the new AEW television show, Rampage, which is coming this August. Um, saying hey, R underscore Shell or Rochelle, who shared our podcast stream live on Kumu. Saying hey to Tora, who followed us on Kumu. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in on you know on today's weekly live stream of the wrestling talk, and you know hope you're enjoying. All right, let's talk about Double or Nothing. And for the longest time, I've been trying to figure out what the WrestleMania ng AEW. And I don't know if you guys know this, but according to Wikipedia, it's Double or Nothing. What? Like that's oh their marquee event. Yeah, I, said that. I thought it was all in. Yeah, I thought, I thought it, was it was all out in. or all out. Diba? No, no. Apparently, oh, sorry, yeah, it's out. Double or Nothing. You know, they're a marquee event, talaga. I fear I figured it was double or nothing. Because I think a fan event before this. Eh? this they announced this as like a whole weekend for the fans. They had an expo for it. So it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't feel that way because a lot of the matches were like made a month before. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. hype masado. Even though WrestleMania nowadays um minamadalina na na yung matches uh to build up, but um, okay, if if it really is, then I guess that kind of excuses the four-hour runtime of the show. What do you guys think about them having a packed dailies place again? Like for the first time in over a year. Mark, let's go to you. Man, it was amazing. I totally forgot how nice it sounds with like a full crowd. The only thing that annoyed me was like they had a full crowd and the camera was on the, the the part where there wasn't much people, I understand it's you know mm. the side of the ring. Yes, but yes. I totally understand that. But like, man, I I wish they could flip the camera the other side yes. and do the lucha style. Yes, because because dude, the 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 fans on the other side were just ginormous, and like they didn't showcase it, but you could hear them. But like, it was so nice to see a full full crowd. Sobra solid. Opening, yeah. Because that's where that's where you can actually tell who's really over with the fans, right? Like yeah. Hangman Page comes out, he comes out like a star. But that was yeah. a main eventer level pop. When Doctor Britt Baker won the women's championship, championship level pop. Parsham babyface who finally became a champion, even though she's such a bitch on TV. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. So yeah, Chino, go. I I love it because with regards to Britt Baker and Sheeta in their match. Let's go Sheeta yes. It's something we haven't heard in years. About more than a year. And it yeah. sounded so organic 
and so electric and just you it just goes to show how important crowds are to live performances it, it, it cannot be replaced it cannot be replicated it always is necessary I'm gonna borrow yeah. a term from the Zoomers. Sheesh! Grabe. Uh, <laughs> ng crowd. No, no. Wrestling isn't wrestling without a crowd, and it has not really been the same uh, over the past a year or so, a year and then a few months. But it really, it kind of, kind of went back when WWE did the Thunderdome and kind of piped in the the crowd chants that they wanted to do, and you know the reactions that they wanted to hear. But nothing really beats uh, a live crowd. And the yung yung crowd to Daily's place before this wasn't enough and didn't really hold a candle up to um, the the full force. And it's clear that the crowd was really really happy to be back. So okay, yeah. uh, which crowd was bigger and more responsive, the WrestleMania crowd or Double or Nothing? Oh, ito, ito. this crowd was really good. Uh, it wasn't the best show ever, but I think they really had fun. All of them being there together and you know not being uh, distanced, yeah, distance and you know sharing the sharing the audience with um, with the standees and all of that stuff. So yeah, it was really a good time. Okay, uh, which matches and moments stood out to you the most? Ni mga favorite uh, parts in you of Double or Nothing? For me, I- I'm gonna start, and mine was probably the first three matches. You know, favorite yeah. ko. Uh, Hangman Page versus Brian Cage was really good. The tag team championship match was even better. And I loved how they really legitimized Jungle Boy as the next in line star through the Casino Battle Royal while also giving Christian Cage a big part in that story. Yeah. Mark, I know you have some thoughts that you want to get in there. So uh, which one were you, which ones are your, your favorites? I, I gotta I gotta agree. So like the first match, um, Hangman Page, man, that, that was a classic. Uh, didn't like the Terminator outfit, but man, was it like <laughs> awesome! And then, what, what was next after that? I think Young uh, Bucks versus well, uh, King and Mox. Dude, so the Young Bucks, dude, like that spot right where they did the tombstone, and then one of the Bucks jumped, mm-hmm. and like I really love that. And I love that the finish wasn't to uh, was to the Bucks because like I hate it when tag teams uh, that are solo artists, you know, like. Uh, come together and win the titles. I like it better when they're a real group. A real tag okay. team. Yeah, because then it'll it'll be different. Like then you're you're just doing what WWE's doing. So I really like that Mox and um, Kingston didn't win. But I love the fact that Kingston finally got his you know his cheers. And yeah. I love Kingston and I love Mox. Those that was an awesome match and the blood was rushing and I was like yes I missed this. And um, what else was there? Um, what was the what was the other one? The Jungle Boy man. Yes. Leo Rush surprised me. That super surprised me. Leo Rush coming in. Can I just say Matt Hardy and um, Christian? I'm so glad they're doing what they're supposed to. Like not winning the damn thing, but mm-hmm. putting over talent. And I really thought Christian almost won because of Edge, right? Yes. And then yes. they gave it to Jungle Boy, and I was like, yes, it was awesome. Really good points. It was awesome. First three. No, I agree yeah. with I agree with that. Definitely like the triple threat for the world championship. Yes. Uh, I, I, mm, I mm-hmm. really like that the crowd was still in it uh, despite being uh, three hours in. The, uh, you guys already mentioned the first three matches kind of sagged in the middle. But yeah, really, really fun. And I think they, the crowd knew that the show was also relying on them to make it better. 
Yeah, I, I yeah. like the Sheeda versus Britt Baker match. Yes, that, that was me, really good. That was that to me was really good. The World Championship match was also a highlight. I like the spot where Kenny Omega just hits everybody with his belt. It's like that was his big finish. With his entire yeah. collection, his right? Collection. That's it. That's it. That's how he wins. It's all, amazing. All his moves, the amazing repertoire move sets that they pulled, and that's how the match ends. He hits. Hey, Chino, can I just add? Yeah, can I ahead. just add that 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 spot where Pac was putting um the brutalizer. Uh, yeah, on hold and and uh, what's his name was kicking him. Yeah, and uh, it wouldn't like he wouldn't let go. Oh, that was so awesome. Yeah, it was that a really good spot too. Awesome. So this like that he heel Kenny Omega was pretty good. I also particularly yeah. out of the night liked uh, Stadium Stampede. I like this better than the original Stadium Stampede. Because, yeah, I did. I did for me. Interesting. Because, okay. Okay, because I felt like this Stadium Stampede. Was a lot more cinematic and a lot more whimsical <laughs> than the first one, and that might be the ah, reasons why okay. you like the first one more. Because I'm a serious but for this, for me, I felt like Stadium Stampede was just a, a sandbox for a wrestler, because they had this whole place to play around in, and they really maximized everything from like the fake disco. To that to that dramatic shot of Sean Spears in the chair. You know, favorite go, you the, <laughs> the chairman shot. That was yeah, so good. <laughs> if Sean Spears was a better wrestler or a better a better built wrestler, that would have been a lot more dramatic. But he is Sean Spears. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I I liked it, and I also liked the spot where MJF and Jericho uh, were fighting in the offices. Kasama pa yung Falcons uh, coaches done. So, uh, sorry, the Jaguars coaches done. Yeah, the Jaguars so, coaches. So it was and Shaka Khan. You gotta shout out Shaka <laughs> yeah. Khan when Jericho rubbed yeah. his head. When, when he was like, "Oh, you're so you're you're so in trouble," and he's just the, <laughs> the standy. It was all good for me. office which was not theirs to destroy you know one bad spot could go wrong and you know they can mess up all of those uh PCs over there but I'm gonna agree that I didn't really like it as much it was fun the stadium sapid match was fun but I'm gonna agree with Aaron in the comments who said that um the aew championship match should have ended the show instead of stadium sapid it was a fun I yeah. felt like it was a fun you know uh wind down could say it was a 30 minute match the last 30 minute cinematic match it was a good uh turn your brain off moment <laughs> and then you could have had the main event be the really good triple threat match and you know have uh the world champion end the show like a real world champion then again knowing what we know now now double or nothing seems to be aew's wrestlemania nuggets gonna why stadium stampede closed the show why it had to end on such a high note now the inner circle was still together the jacksonville children's choir was all singing judas together i got it it was a great moment yeah, it, it brought true. a tear oh. to my eye uh but i will i will maintain a sunny world championship match but a new main event just because you know it, it's the AEW World Championship, deba. Right? You you can't have Kenny Omega being this heel belt collector, and he can't even main event his own company's WrestleMania. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just because Orange Cassidy is one of the three guys. Yeah, the, <laughs> guys, just be grateful that he didn't close the night. You go go Cody. Rose. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's there. start with <laughs> Cody versus Anthony. Wait, can Ogogo. I can I just add? Can I just add? Unpopular opinion, but I gotta say it. I think they shouldn't have done uh, the stadium stampede because uh, there's a crowd now. We've been through the whole pandemic, and there's a crowd. And then they came up with a pre-tape match. So that's my only take on it. 
that that's uh, I just wanted to add that in there because the Jenna crowd there, yeah. right? I think yeah, yeah. I like if I paid for the tickets, I want to see Jericho. I want to see you know I want to see the whole inner circle in person. I, uh, that's just my take. I just wanted well, to add that totally in there. Totally fair. Totally fair. Fair point. Yeah. Fair point. Okay, let's let's start crapping on Cody versus Ogogo. Um, I, I think we have to start with the fact that the entire spectacle of it was a big circle jerk for Cody Rhodes. I think we can all agree, uh, Lance mentioned here in the comments, I think we are all in agreement that we wanted Anthony Ogogo to win. Yeah. Um, I think for once, the entire, a lot or a good majority of the wrestling universe really, really wanted Anthony Ogogo to win. That, even though his finisher is a unspectacular gut punch, it's really just a thing where you want to see uh, the young guy get uh, the pushy may or may not deserve but definitely Cody did not deserve you know yeah. I'm gonna circle back to a thought that somebody threw out here I think it was Stan when he said he's likable as a face yeah. Cody Rhodes right? especially not- when he when he called himself the American dream for that night and oh, he yeah. came out in that get up he didn't it didn't make him more likable for me yeah. it made him seem like such a douchebag he was Homelander. Uh, he was basically being Homelander. Exactly. He's Homelander, dude. Yeah. I got one thing to say about it. For someone who is so, like, always beefing with Triple H, that is the most Triple H yeah. thing to do <laughs> ever. For someone who hates on Triple H, for uh, real, dude. That was the uh, most Triple H thing to do ever. I, I just don't know where he got the nerve or the audacity, <laughs> the opacity. Panina. Uh, <laughs> American dream just because he is the blood son of Dusty Rose, even though nobody is really buying the fact that he is the next American dream. Okay, you be the American nightmare. That's totally fine. Yeah. But you can't really be your dad because you don't really stand for the heart of uh, the, the blue-collar yeah, working should, man. Yeah. He, he, yeah. When you think of every man, you think of Dusty and you don't think of Cody. I, I was trying to think of like sino ba sa AEW para mas everyman uh, uh, Eddie Kingston I guess is more of an yeah, everyman than Cody Rhodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boxley was everyman. Si Mox, yeah. Oh yeah, fine. Yeah. 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 John Boxley is yeah. actually an everyman. Uh, Mark Ant-Man. Archie in the comments yeah. said uh, it was really Cody Rhodes versus self awareness, and clearly <laughs> Cody Rhodes won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, um, let's talk about another match that we haven't mentioned yet, but I really want to dunk on, and it's Sting and Darby Allen versus Ethan Page and Scorpio oh Sky. Oh God, ito pato, ito pato. Sobrang sayang ng oras, my God. Um, it, it was kind of like the cinematic match with Sting and Darby Allen against Team Taz. Na wala, um, useless na yung credibility ni na Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Mark, what do you think about this? Barely, like I kind of forgot that it happened. Honestly, <laughs> uh, the only thing I can say is um, they both had Sting's face paint in this one. And the last one, it was Darby's. Like, that's all I actually remember. <laughs> but Sting still got it. Sting still yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, Sting still got it. Sure. But, you know, you bring in these, or you bring in one uh, blue chipper prospect from Impact Wrestling. That was you push Scorpio Sky, break him out of his really over uh, faction stable, and you have him lose to Darby and Sting. Even though, okay, fine. I mean, let's give it to Darby. He is a, he is a high-rating uh, TNT champion. 
but I didn't really have to see this win. Um, they, if they really wanted Darby and Sting to win, they could have done so at the expense of, um, you know, after a few more pay-per-view matches, maybe if they really wanted to go that route. Um, Tayan, where, where was this? Why, why are you uh, intent on, you know, not elevating half of your young guys and only picking and choosing a few of them? I, w- I will say that while I agree with all your points, I will also have to say that I think this match was more for Sting than it was for Darby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, say yeah they yeah, just yeah. made him look so good. The dive spot that he opened the match with, him playing Scorpio Sky with the Scorpion Death Drop, that was just all for Sting, eh? not really so uh. much for Darby, because Darby's already over, right? So see, Sting really which may have been a mistake because you don't really want to invest in 60-something-year-old guys. Right? You want yeah, he's 62. In, right? you, don't, you don't want yeah. to invest in that. Uh, at most, he has, what, a few years left. Right? You, and meanwhile, your younger talent was really putting in the time uh, to, to be there and to take pins. Sayang you pushed it out. So I yeah. get that. But at the same time, Scorpio Sky is such a Sting mark that he was more than happy to eat that Scorpion Death Drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having been in that spot, um, you kind of, you kind of are happy to do it. But at some point, then you kind of have to think about yourself, Naren, and how you look. Sana there was something there that could have saved them, but I guess not. Um, to me, if you were gonna push a old guy, an old guy, I'd rather you guys push Christian. But Christian was, yeah. you know, courteous enough to give the win to a really deserving Jungle Boy. Yeah. Ano pa mong nangyari in Double or Nothing? Ah, Mark Henry. We haven't talked about Mark Henry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think the reason why we forgot about Mark Henry is because he literally just walked out of there, no music whatsoever, didn't even cut a promo. He just waved and walked right back out the tunnel. (laughs) Yeah. They had time for that. They had time for a short line. Come on, guys. It's it's your show. You have pay-per-view time. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure why it's like I think Mark Henry deserved better. That said, I'm pretty happy for him. Na, uh, I, I guess he's excited about this new role. He's going to be an analyst on Rampage when that debuts on TV in a few months. He's also going to be working backstage as a coach. So it's a big show yung role. Na. So, uh, ikaw, Mark, uh, are you a Mark Henry fan? Uh, what do you think about this, this big defection? Well, I, I read somewhere that uh, he had a meeting with Vince and he was asking for these roles in WWE. And then he kind of ended up asking for more. And then um, basically Vince kind of said like, um, well, you know, if you want to go, you can go. Basically, you know, saying wow. like, I was going to let you go anyway. <laughs> You're going to be one of the cuts anyway. So if you, if you got to go, I don't want you to, but you can go. I read it somewhere. I don't know if it's fact, but uh, that's... So it's kind of exciting that he's doing this. And I, I do feel like it's so much better than being backstage with a scooter. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, no, Beefing with Randy Orton. I still so never got I, that. I, yeah, so I'm more excited about this. And Orton technically is now the AEW mover. Every person he's done uh, beef with jumps over to uh, AEW. With everybody who's jumped to AEW, yeah, people in the comments are pointing it out. Hardy, so Bruce, yeah. Landlay, Matt Hardy, thank you. Yeah, he yeah, did take Hardy. Matt Hardy out. Jeez. Yeah. See Rick Flair name next, Sabini Joseph. I don't think that's ever gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, you uh, got to what? Two two fourths, uh, one half of the horsemen uh, yeah. in AEW. <laughs> so what did it? Zooming out here, uh, if you had to give AEW Double or Nothing 2021 a letter grade, what would that be? Let's start with you, Ro. 
Uh, I was not expecting this question. Um, so yeah, if we we're gonna give it a letter grade, I would go for a solid A minus. So yeah, um, A minus B plus territory. Chino, that's generous. I was gonna give it a C plus. Wow. <laughs> I enjoyed some stuff. I mean, oh, I wouldn't. The, the length really cut. Okay, so it's good. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And the length really took a lot away from it. I would say it took me half a day to watch the whole thing. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. it so happened. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. It so happened that I had to, I was able to put a break in between. Yeah, it, it took me a half a day to just see the whole thing. The only thing I watched was this. It took the show to watch it. <laughs> so I, I didn't appreciate the length. But then at the same time, the quality was there. So anyway, I, I bumped my grade up to a B minus. Right. Okay. Mark, how about you? I, I, I'd give it an A. Like, uh, not, not a minus, not a plus. Only because I missed the crowd. It got me excited. Like, it made me remember why I got into wrestling. You know, uh, so it gave me the the feels, right? And that um, the Bucks match, the the opening match with Hangman Page, and um, that that triple threat, by the way, is one of the best triple threats I've ever seen in a long time since like the 2007s. So like, I, I got to give it a high score just for those matches. Yeah. All right. Uh, for me, I'm gonna give it a B. You know, we've, we've discussed why a lot of good, also a lot of bad, but you know, uh, like Mark said, having the crowd in there was an absolute game changer. Yes. All right, let's take another break. When we come back, we'll talk about some more news outside of the ring. And to celebrate Pride Month, we're also going to talk about the LGBTQIA plus wrestlers and their impact on the entire industry. So you can throw back Thursday, nothing for today. But first, we're taking a quick break and we'll let you know about this special offer that we have for you, courtesy of our friends from Zalora. All right, guys, before, uh, you know, before the promo ends, all you got to do, if you want some good fits from brands like Nike, Adidas, H&M, and all, a lot of other good stuff, uh, you can get all those from Zalora by using our special checkout code. It is wrestling. Again, wrestling. You know, I don't got to spell that out for you. Uh, if you use that code before you check out, you will get 25% off plus 10% cash back on your minimum purchase of 1,999 pesos. Use it while you still can and you know help us out all right now another word from our other podcasts on podcast network asia hi this is aeen bernos the brown girl behind morena the label and ideology studio also known as aeen pero tagalog on tiktok and this is riza lana sebastian the serial entrepreneur behind lana ph mink ph sala ala ph ambush clothing and Bim manila Come listen to Camp Confidence Radio, a podcast about confidence, self-improvement, and success. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Till then, stay confident. Before we get to our shoutouts on Kumu, we want to say hi and big thanks to all of the people over there. Uh, to people like Angela Mendez, to Ron, to James, Casey, the entire Kumu team, because of helping us you know, get a platform over on Kumu. And if you haven't heard of Kumu yet, it's a Pinoy live streaming app where you can connect and tambay with your favorite Filipino streamers and celebrities like us. And you can use our link in the description to follow some amazing Kumu streamers. In fact, uh, we've got a couple of Kumu streamers whose links will be in our description. So for this week, you can, uh, you can check out Kyron Shan Aguilera, so you can check their stream out. And then for next week, you can check out the stream of Gian Armero. So uh, big ups to everybody over on Kumu who makes everything work, even though we're all still stuck at home. And now some shout outs over at Kumu. 
All right, guys. Emil is still talking to us on Kumu. Uh, he asks, "Are is AEW going back to full crowds now, or is this just a one-time thing?" I will get back to you, but I think pabalik um, I think this is why uh, WWE was pressured to go back to live crowds starting next month. Saying hey to people who are joining us on the stream, uh, Flow underscore Res, uh, Hazel Ann Barion, Crystal Mari. Alexandra 9283 Maya Santos 01 Superman underscore John. Thank you guys for tuning in and participating in our wrestling talk live stream. Also, the WWE, sorry, the WWE is happy go down. Uh, it's also going back to touring. They were gonna start touring yeah. real soon. So there's uh, that finally. But there's that to also look forward to kind of be wary of. Yeah. Saying what's up to Jace and to Lance in the comment section. Uh, these Ogogo puns have actually got me laughing. So thank you. Thank you for telling us that his name is Ogogo and not O Stop Stop. Okay. Coincidence. <laughs> Favorite but I got to say Ogogo no dance. All right, uh, let's talk about some quick bits from outside the ring. Um, people have been asking us on TikTok about the WWE and New Japan uh, conversations for that exclusive US partnership. And uh, we saw Natoni Khan actually shot a promo where he took a shot at Nick Khan. So what do you guys think about all that business? Let's start with you, Ro. Uh, too early to tell because we don't know what it is yet. The early rumors said that WWE wanted to be the exclusive American partner of New Japan because Nick, uh, Nick Khan, before I mess up the two cons, Nick Khan wanted to open up the isolationist policy of WWE and did not want the, the reputation of you know WWE not playing ball with other companies. So... We don't know where that is as of now because that news was as of a couple of months ago. So Dinatin Alam. The other update on that is that they were talking because Daniel Bryan, as part of his contract renegotiations with WWE, he wanted to be able to work New Japan dates. So whether or not it ends up being one of the two things, it's going to be big if it does happen. So let's pray and uh, hope that it does actually come true. Chino, any thoughts on this? Uh, all, I, all I'm going to say is I know Tony Khan is like a shrewd, I'm not discounting his shrewd business sense here. Pero he went after a guy who hasn't even been on TV. Right? We don't, I don't even know what Nick <laughs> Khan looks like. I don't so, think any of us do. He really went for that fourth wall break there. Right? Trying to go after a guy because in the wrestling sense of things, you go after somebody, you can challenge him in a match. Pero pag sinama mo yung person that's running things, parang lawsuit yung katapat nun, right? like it's not, beyond, it's not beyond the realm of possibilities here, guys. Right? So I'm not saying uh, it's just weird for him to have to do that. Like, is he that threatened by the WWE? I don't know. It's just weird. Mark, any thoughts? I'm glad Tony Khan, you know, shouts it out because parang it's uh, like if you're going to beef with someone, you better beef with someone way, way up there because once they start paying attention, it just kind of elevates you to that level, right? So I kind of I agree with it. I want the forbidden door to open on the WWE side. I want that door kicked, busted wide open because it's good for wrestling as a whole, but uh I like with the way things are going. I don't think it's just a personal opinion. It's not fact. I don't think it's going to happen. I think AEW's, uh, you know, their door is more collaborative. I think it's smarter to go that route. 
But uh, yeah, that's just my opinion. It's not fact, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just think that it's, it's nuts that you have a legit con in WWE's front office <laughs> and that you have Tony Khan running the show sa AEW. So con versus con. Yeah, you know, rich, rich white guys slapping each other on TV. Sure, try me up. They are not white, sir. Oh, they okay. are not white, sir. Oh, okay. Yeah. I am mistaken. They I mean, are Tony middle, is not white. Yeah, the, Tony is Middle Eastern. Uh, I don't know what Nick is. Probably Middle Eastern as well. But they are not white. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Have you not seen Tony's dad in the in the stadium stamp? That's not I mean, white I wasn't at all. sure. I, I wasn't sure. My bad. My bad. Okay. Uh, let's go to Throwback Thursday for this week. And since uh, June is Pride Month, we celebrate and commemorate. Uh, the impact of the LGBTQIA plus community members in the world. And syempre, didn't uh, di exclude the jan ang professional wrestling. And you can't have a conversation about pride and wrestling without talking about one of the founding fathers of modern wrestling today, Pat Patterson. Diba? Uh, yep. it, it was a big shocker to the industry when that Legends House episode aired and Pat Patterson uh, finally came out in public. You know, a lot of people had been talking about it beforehand. Parang, is he really gay? Is he not? And, and whatever. But... Um, I think Pat Patterson is one of those people who really proved that it doesn't matter what your orientation is because he's a genius in the business. He came up with a Royal Rumble for one. Yeah. Legend. Yeah. Um, uh, Sana, there was a point that um, LGBT wrestlers were represented much better on, you know, in storylines in kayfabe. You know, we got Goldust and that, that's more of a caricature than anything. But yeah, uh, I'm Rico happy. too. Yes, yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Yes, yes. I was gonna say, diba? yeah. And uh, Orlando Jordan and TNA, diba? But now uh, they're a lot better. And if you are a uh, LGBT plus pro wrestler, uh, wherever you are, you can be sure that you are gonna be treated better. You're gonna be portrayed better, and that is a huge, huge win for the community. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at uh, some of the wrestlers today who have a uh, you know a, a fixed spot on TV. People like Nyla Rose, people like Jake Atlas. You know, these are people that they just happen to be uh, LGBT plus uh, wrestlers. Like it's it's not part of their gimmick. It's not really part of their story. They they're just wrestlers who happen to be uh, LGBT plus. Anthony Bowens of the Acclaimed is a gay wrestler. Uh, he actually said this during the showcase, the segment ni Paul White over on AEW Dark Elevation. Nagulat din ako dun. Of course, you have to mention Sunny Kiss, uh, who on Talk Is Jericho uh, they mentioned that they really go for any pronoun. See si, see si Sunny Kiss. There's also Venny, who you may remember from the AEW Women's Eliminator Tournament. Martivo from the local scene. Uh, you know, um, I, I've always had uh, an affinity for Martivo because of your interview Natin with Martivo, um, you know, back in the day when he said, nah, like, it doesn't matter uh, what, what, your, what your orientation is. I just want to go out there and I just want to wrestle. And that yeah. was something I always respected Martivo for. And um, I don't know, like in 2019, diba, he would be part of these crazy ass all out war matches with like these tables breaking in the ring. And uh, he would be dancing like the very next minute, like right after he'd win. So that was something I always appreciated. Let's throw it to uh, to the uh, comment section. See my favorite LGBT plus wrestlers, Nino. Uh, you, you can leave it in the comments. Uh, another LGBT plus wrestler who I really love is Tiga Knox. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys follow her on Instagram, but um, she is, is very active over there. She posted a photo of her and her girlfriend from when they were at like Disney World or something several months ago. And that's how I found out that they were part of the, uh, th- that she was part of the LGBT plus community. Uh, Jace is shouting out Chris Canyon. Okay, Chris uh, Canyon is a 
yeah, probably an OG. I think Chris Canyon's one of the sadder cases because he was somebody who really couldn't be himself based on the stories of the older wrestlers. Yeah, see, uh, see Chris yeah. Canyon, because guys like Chris Canyon, Orlando Jordan, even Darren Young, they've paved the way for the current iteration of LGBTQIA wrestlers to, to take the spotlight for themselves and not to have to rely on cheesy gimmicks or easy gimmicks that exploit their sexual orientation. It's, it, it became a case of them being themselves rather than being defined by who they are attracted to or what they identify as. And I feel like in that sense, while tragic, there are still things to be picked up uh, from these guys along the way. Sonya Deville, we did mention Sonya Deville, Dakota Kai oh, yeah. and Shayna Baszler, who are in a relationship with each other, they're also uh, representing the rainbow flag proudly in NXT and Raw. Uh, you you have Diamante, who is also a member of that community, Tony, Tony Storm, also a member of that community, proudly as well. So there is just... It's not just restricted to one stereotype anymore. In fact, there are no stereotypes. Uh, uh, Rowan in the comment section is mentioning Alexis Lee from the Southeast Asian scene. So, yeah. yeah, I wanted to uh, address Joseph's co- uh, question. Uh, he's asking about Vito LaGrasso. If you guys remember Vito from SmackDown in the mid-2000s, he used to wear a dress. Uh, that didn't necessarily make him uh, gay or across or you know trans or anything. It just so happens that he was a guy who uh, liked wearing a dress, and you see people do that nowadays. Guys wearing skirts doesn't really make them gay. It's also a weird caricature that is kind of outdated. Then yeah. uh, you know a product of its time. But uh, my favorite uh, gay wrestler right now has to be Jake Atlas. Um, Jake Atlas is. Uh, a really entertaining um, cruiserweight that I hope gets more time and a bigger push on NXT or 205 Live. I think uh, if I am gauging his uh, portrayal correctly, I think unti unti niyang nilalabas yung kanyang gay personality or his identity as a gay uh, wrestler. He How about did, you, Mark? He did a WWE, sorry, NXT takeover for Instagram. So. As part of Pride Month, so I guess that's part of his his character as well. Uh, mine would be a uh, Darren Young. See Darren yes. Young uh, at, at the time, uh, especially you know the early Nexus days. Th- those were some of my favorite days. I I kind of I, I was sad when he got let go. Also, he just kind of came out that time, so that that was kind of like a, a bummer at the time. So I don't even know what he does right now. Oh, he's with honest, I know, but... NJPW. Strong. Okay. Oh, I, yeah. I had no idea. So yeah, he was one of my favorites at the time uh, with uh, WWE. Also, uh, when Pat Patterson came out on the Legends table, uh, that blew my mind. So, so yeah. uh, I want to bring it back to Darren Young because when he came out, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but it was just some random fan or some random uh, dirt sheet writer who found him at the airport. Tapos in interview siya as he was getting his bags. I remember this was at LAX, and then sabi ni Darren Young na, yeah, I'm a gay man. I'm a gay wrestler. Para napaka matter of fact. And this was what, uh, 10 years ago, 9 years ago? Yeah. It, it wasn't so long ago, but it was also so different back then. Na parang, whoa, yeah. it, it blew everyone's mind. But Darren Young, the way he carried himself, parang, it, it's no big deal. I, you know, He was just like, I just happen to be gay, and, and I'm a wrestler, and whatever. And I think that that was a big step, a big milestone for the LGBT plus community in pro wrestling. Young, 
Say hey to uh, a real godfather of the geek community here in the Philippines. Say hey to the Galactic Shark. What's uh, up, man? All the way from, the way from TikTok, Geek Talk PH. Uh, thank you for joining us on the stream. Right now we're talking about uh, gay rest, LGBTQ plus wrestlers uh, in celebration of Pride Month. Uh, a lot of people are shouting out uh, Anthony Bowens, who is you know getting really good at what he does. Um, let's hope that there's improvement and push in AW. Yeah, uh, I mean, Anthony Bowen's getting good at what he does, meaning shouting, The claim has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting better in the ring. Yeah, he's getting better. You know, um, um, that said, I love Max Caster. He's my guy, and I will keep saying he's a legit star. Yeah. Anyway, going back to yung, um, TBT, natin, uh, people in the comments are also mentioning Tyler Rex. Uh, who came out as transgender over the last yes. few months? Uh. I, I was also following their transition. So, uh, nakita ko na par- oh, okay. Uh, Tyler Rex was uh, part of this community, and and I didn't know at all. So, yeah, um, it's it's nice that uh, the wrestling industry is a long way removed from where it was in the mid '90s. Now you got characters and caricatures like Goldust had to exist, and that was as far as their representation went. And I hope that uh, we stay in this trajectory where uh, the community is more accepting. Uh, towards LGBTQ plus people, you know, um, and um, I, I think all of us here on the show, or at least kami tatlo ni and Chino, we all identify as straight, and we want to uh, tell people that you know we're allies, and and uh, na the LGBTQ plus community does have a home in in the wrestling community with with people like ourselves, fans like ourselves, who you know just want everyone to enjoy wrestling. Right. I'm also glad that like. Um, you know, these days compared to like 10, just 10 years ago, like we don't even talk about it anymore. Like it's news. You know what I mean? Like before it was like a headline. Yes. And now it's kind of like, um, you just kind of, it's not even a thing anymore. Yeah. Which is, I think, a step in the right direction. No, yeah, that's yeah. a great like, point. Yeah. You like guys, no big deal. You like girls, no big deal. About whatever, man. And I think a big part of it is also just uh, normalizing behaviors. That they, like, you know, when, when you have you parang homophobic stigma, uh, you'd be like, uh, you'd be saying these things, right? And and now, parang like if you normalize things like saying that someone is attractive, regardless of what gender you are and what gender they are, right? Like if I go yeah. out and say something like I think Edge is an attractive male, like you know, parang that that shouldn't be a big deal because it, yeah. one, it's true, and two, I think so. <laughs> so parang it uh, th- that shouldn't. I think you're only saying that though, Stan, because you've met him in person and like you got to see that handsome face in person. Like let's be real here. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Imagine ako in the moment. So I would too. Yeah. But yeah, you know, just normalizing these things, man. I think it goes a long, long way towards acceptance and towards uh, making everything a more welcoming and safe space for everybody. So I think that's the uh, that, that hopefully that's one of the takeaways from. You know, a conversation like this. And if you want to keep showing your love to your favorite LGBTQ plus wrestlers, then you can do it here in the comment section. You can uh, hit us up on TikTok or on Twitter at Wrestling2XPod. Um, if there's anything interesting, we might uh, come up with a TikTok about them. So, you know, we'll never know. Right? Any other things from the world of wrestling from this week that you guys want to touch on uh, we might have missed out on, Kanina? I don't know right now because we already talked about this. I want to say to Waki, parang guapo naman halos na tang wrestler. So, hindi totoo yan. Mag-out na ba tayo ng pangit na wrestler? I mean, there is a reason why some of them wear masks. Joke na wrong. It's true though. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah. Can I just say... 
dude, like, why is besides RK, bro? Why is Raw sucking and SmackDown? SmackDown's the A show now. Right. Is it just me? <laughs> you wanna? You is wanna it just ask, me? You wanna get into this? No, um, no, 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 not like full on. I know you guys gotta talk about it in an episode, but is it just me? Like, is, no, it's no, not just you. Ross, it's not just you. Is, no, just, it's not like, just Ross. you. Um, Ricky in the comments, our writer Ricky Publico, uh, who uh, writes Raw reviews and SmackDown reviews, really recently quit his job as a Raw <laughs> reviewer. <for SmackDown. laughs> <laughs> because it was so bad and i get it i, yeah. I can't stop him because it's really just so bad it is two hours the show is two hours uh without commercials and you know with commercials three hours but um the whole the whole thing is just them booking on the fly and then it's all rematch city and yeah. say, so bro so bro when i said them depth on the roster or they refuse to use the entire depth of their roster to make compelling matchups and fresh new matchups so everything is a rehash from the week before and if they do something new you can be sure that they're going to repeat that for the next few weeks and the next couple of pay-per-views so that's why it's so bad on smackdown because uh roman reigns and paul Heyman have some creative control on what they're it's doing for the show amazing. that's why it's yeah. a little bit better um, okay yeah that's the that's the cliff notes answer for why uh raw is so bad <laughs> For real, dude. It's just like what what's happening with RK, bro? Okay. Um, everything else. Wow. Still, I've seen it like a month ago, and it's still going. Yeah, and, and then, it doesn't help yeah. that Drew McIntyre such a bad baby face now. He's basically <laughs> worse than John Cena was in the mid two thousands because he told Kofi, "Nah, you're not winning in life because you have kids." <laughs> he basically <laughs> said that. <laughs> he's got to go back to this, uh, uh, Scottish psychopath. He's yeah. got He's got to do it. He's got to do it. Wait, meanwhile, on the better side of things, on NXT, we are getting a fatal five way for the yeah. NXT championship. So, yeah. well, all the all the people in the pool, go ahead. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, NXT Takeover in your house is happening in a couple of weekends from now. It will be Monday Manila time, second Monday of June. Uh, so watch out for that. That means next week is their go home show. So we'll probably be doing predictions for next week, something to watch out for. And of course, we are going to be giving away our last two prizes from the fine, fine people over at New Era Cap Philippines. So watch out for the question that Chino will be asking you on social media over the weekend. Please make sure to follow us on Spotify, Facebook, and Instagram at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast and on Twitter and TikTok at Wrestling2XPod. Now, uh, let's get to our picks of the week. And for those of you who are new to this segment on the podcast, kind of like uh, the Galactic Shark who is joining us for the first time on the stream, this is when we pick that one match or show or uh, something, something that you need to put into your weekly diet of content if you have no time for three-hour Raws, which uh, is true for a lot of us. So for me, my pick of the week is the Mick Foley A&E documentary. So in biography series nila. I'm a huge Mick Foley fan, and I really love them digging deep into his backstory, his real life. And, you know, I've, I've met the guy. I've given him a hug, and I want to give him a hug again after watching that documentary because he's such a warm and fuzzy and cuddly person. He's a great human being based on the documentary. Are you yeah, just saying that? Yeah, you say that because you met the guy. Yeah, or because he's fat. Stan just met him. Stan was able to meet him. I said that because I would like to hug Mick Foley. 
<laughs> All right. Um, if you want, you know, to catch these episodes of AE Biography, join our Patreon program because I did shop the goods. <laughs> no, uh, whatever you, whatever you can't watch, I will provide for you. I promise that. Uh, anyway, so again, while, while I have the mic here, I'm going to go with my pick of the week. My pick of the week is the AEW Tag Team Championship match between the Young Bucks and, you know, uh, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. Julian in the comments asked Kanina. If the Young Bucks ruined modern wrestling, I say, sir, they did not. They improved upon it because they have they are subverting everything you think you know about wrestling. Uh, they are mocking baby faces. They are out there proving that they have a better handle of psychology than you think they do. And you should go watch this match. So you're Mark How about first. you, Gino? Mark, Mark, you have a pick? Yeah, I would have to go for the triple threat that should have been the main event with uh, Omega <laughs> and Pac. That, like, if you're going to watch one thing from um, AEW, uh, double, uh, double or Nothing, that should be the match. Like, if you've got time for only one match, that's the one I would recommend because uh, it's beautiful. Like, it was just, it was like a Picasso painting. In my opinion, it was a Picasso painting of wrestling. It was amazing. The, the only that, thing I didn't get about the sorry, Mark. The only thing I didn't get about the tag team match was that whole thing was kicked off because Moxley and Kingston stole their shoes. So, you want class A Jordan? Okay, okay. So sneakerheads now, man. Sneakerheads now, because they have the, they make the big bucks now. <laughs> anyway, I think of the week actually goes out. It used to be this, but I am changing it on the fly because it's going out to an Ultimate Warrior Marathon. It's the first time I think in TV history where A and E and Dark Side of the Ring both aired this an episode on the same character or topic, which in this case is the Ultimate Warrior. And it's interesting because we've all heard these stories about the Ultimate Warrior losing his mind, growing, be believing in his own hype and all that. And it's it's a nice watch because it tells the story from two different perspectives. That of his ex-wives or his wife, his first wife and his second wife, his current wife, rather, his last wife. His, his widow, wives, his widow yeah. and his ex-wife both tell their side of the story and how they saw Ultimate Warrior essentially live his life. And it's not two sides of the same coin. It's more like the same side of the coin, but in different shades, if you get that analogy. So it's an interesting watch and an interesting deep dive in to the man's psychology and guys know hindi po matok yung muscles niya dahil binulat siya kasi na. No, you ruined it. You just told me Santa Claus wasn't real right now. I just, I've watched enough Ultimate Warrior content to know hindi totoo yun. Okay, I'm disproving that right now on this podcast. Sinabi mo ba yan kay Direct Nico? How am I gonna sleep tonight? Sinabi mo ba yan kay Direct Nico? Hindi pa nga, hindi pa nga. Sabihin natin sa mga maya. All right, uh, we're about to end this week's stream. We got to thank everybody for joining us. But first, we have uh, we have to let you know about one more way you can keep supporting the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. And this is through your shopping over at Shopee. Sakto 6-6 tayo this weekend. So take it away, Ro. 
Yeah, 6-6 sale this weekend on Shopee as well. Uh, same deal. All you got to do is use our affiliate link for Shopee. It is tinyurl.com slash WWPXShopee. tinyurl.com slash WWPXSHOPEE. Uh, again, portions of your purchases will go a long, long way in helping us out and do what we do on the podcast. All right, let's go to Mark here because I know that you've got a big project that you want to let our viewers and listeners know about. Yes, please. Um, so I started a band last year in the pandemic, and uh, we've been releasing singles. We've released about 15, and the album's coming out tonight at midnight. The band's called Project Moonman, and um, we're like a mix of different genres, and the album's called Gemini. So um, if you guys got time, check it out. It's called Gemini by Project Moonman, out at midnight. So. Congrats on that, brother. I saw congrats, you pictures congrats. that Patty took from the recording sessions. That was a bullet recorded. So that was pretty funny. Yeah. And congrats to OC Records as well. Uh, I was able to to help launch yung Botante Ako, that song you guys did with Kim yes. Cipriano and Max Importunate. Yeah. So, Importunate. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, congrats yeah. on, on Mixing all Mixing and mastering, stuff. that was awesome. Yeah, getting to work with those guys was awesome. Um, where can our listeners and viewers follow you if they want to keep uh, tabs on everything you're doing? Um, Mark Thompson official for my personal and uh, I talk about my wife, my dogs, and my band. That's pretty much, it's as simple as that. And so you guys can check me out there. All right, uh, let's go to Chino. Uh, what's happening on The Class Clown? Oh, this week I have an episode coming out with Coach Laika from the Get Hired and Trying Hard Oy, podcast. Nice. podcast. So we talk about a lot of things on this one. and. Particularly, we talk about how to find a job. So, if you want listen to this week's episode of the Class Down Podcast, available on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Send that to Braun Strowman because he's an advocate of working hard. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Right, Ro, uh, and anything to promote on your end? Yes, yes. I will be finally appearing on my good friend Chili Willie's podcast this Saturday at 6 p.m. It is on his uh, Facebook page, William Chili Willie Jones and Chili Willie's podcast. Uh, one of them, I believe. <laughs> but Sayon, uh, I, we're going to be talking about great stuff, my career probably, and all of that good stuff. All right. As for me, I'm appearing on the Geeky Ones this weekend. We're talking about Slam Dunk, one of my favorite anime of all time, and I'll flex my genuine Jordans. Na hindi class A, unlike nung sa Young Bucks. <laughs> so I'll be flexing my Slam Dunk Jordans over there. Um, on deck, new season coming out in uh, about a couple of months. I'm planning that out, and I've got a new podcast that I'll be dropping this month. So I'll be um, teasing more details shortly. Um, in the meantime, you can follow us on social media individually. It is at Chino Supersized. At Roizwar and at underscore Stancy. For me, you get to see a lot more wrestling talk over there. Um, you also get the mga wrestling news and reviews namin on smartcanry.com. And if you have any requests for things like TikTok or even TBT here on the podcast, don't be shy. Send them our way. We love to consider those and you know talk about those internally before we bring them out to you on the podcast. Big shout out as well to Babyface producer Sola manning the booth tonight and to Babyface producer Nikai na uh, finally has a night off from the podcast. Because she helped out with the Kumu. Uh, thanks again to Mark Thompson for joining us. Thank you to all Thank of our guys. viewers, all of our listeners, everybody who's been following us. Uh, on behalf of Ro and Chino, my name is Stan saying please stay safe, mask up, wash your hands. Don't forget to register to vote and please get your vaccine, get your shots. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. Peace.
The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>